me, it's me, it's TDP, it's the Throwing Dice Podcast, the podcast that talks about all the best hobbies in the world, that's tabletop wargaming, tabletop roleplaying, and all the beautiful hobbies contained within all the hobby that's fit to hobby. Uh, I believe the children are our future, unless we stop them now. I'm Curtis, how are you? And who's thinking of the corgis? Oh, Grant Wills. Won't someone think of the corgis? Oh, I understand. I, I got that reference. I've lived here long enough to understand that. All right. So what have you been up to, man? I have played a million games of Marvel. I've only played Marvel uh, this month, or this last three weeks since last recording. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I hit 20 games. If we were recorded next week, I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Uh, well, welcome back to Grant's Marvel podcast. Yeah. So... Um, I've painted very little (laughs) in the last three weeks. I've just been chipping away at lots of little bits. So I think I've painted uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man from the Marvel Crisis Protocol core box. Mm -hmm. I've painted uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the one on the big base with the Daily Bugle. Radio Tower thing, yeah, yeah. And then... I've painted Medusa from the Inhumans, Queen of the Inhumans, uh, and I've painted two Castellacs for Horus Heresy. Castellacs Battle Automata. Yeah, so I've got them up but, to the decal stage. But that's not all you've done, though. No. Because you've you've built a carrying case for, for your minis. Uh, oh, yeah, you turned a really useful box into a Marvel transport system yeah so it's it's deep enough to fit even a large base marvel character and then you magnetize the lid and you carry it upside down yeah and use the lid as a tray at events yeah that's fucking smart and i never i never can do that and then i've also been painting little bits of marvel scatter to get a painted table fully painted table because why well maybe we might Start to film some battle reports. Maybe we might start to film some battle reports for people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a ton of fun. Because um, you were inspired by your friends up in Birmingham. Yeah. So, um, Aaron up in uh, Web Warriors Protocol. Web Warriors Protocol YouTube channel. Check that shit out. It's yeah. awesome. Shout out to friend of the podcast, Aaron. What up, Aaron? So, we can possibly get some podcasts battles going podcast battle reports podcast uh youtube channel be on the lookout just in case we're gonna start diversifying our bonds you yeah. know what i mean um what else you, so you've just been working on scatter terrain like uh yes yeah, so a lot of the little 3d printed mailboxes and trash cans and stuff and then i painted the a 3d printed dumpster not one of the official plastic dump- dumpsters a 3D printed one. Uh, and then my amazing, talented wife uh, then covered it in graffiti. Uh, she did a really good job. What is it? What is it? It says? It's, uh, flurkin. Flurkin. Yeah, like um, we love moose. Goose. goose. Moose. Goose. 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 The cat. Like Top Gun. Right. <sighs> I love Top Gun. What a great movie. I haven't seen the new one. Have you seen the new one? No. You guys didn't go to the movies to see that? No. I heard it was awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's really fucking awesome. I I have painted some. I painted Toad. 
Magneto and Juggernaut. There was a fourth one that I painted, wasn't there? Toad Magneto, Juggernaut, and you're working on. Oh, I'm the currently sisters? yeah, currently working on the Claw Sisters, uh, Gabby and Laura, X23 and Honey Badger. I'm uh, I've started. It's funny because while while the wash is drying on one figure, I'll I'll go to the next one, and then once the wash is drying on that one, I'll go to the next one. Like I've I've started the skin tones for She Hulk, for my Shield team. I started working on the Shield agents that come with Nick Fury. Uh, I got the oh I got uh, Luke Cage to go in my Shield team, so he's. He just arrived today, so I built him. I spent basically all day yesterday uh, building models as well. I built an entire Norse Blood Bowl team yesterday. Awesome. I put together the Hexbane... What are they called? I have no idea. They're new. The, the, yeah, the, the new, new Witch Hunters. The new Witch Hunter uh, clan from uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Uh, the Hexbane Hunters or something like that. I put them together. I put together... Uh, Thor, Valkyrie, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist for Marvel Crisis Protocol. And I got, so I went into, uh, the actual GW shop on my birthday, which was last Sunday. And, uh, I was there to say hi to our friend Ben. Shout out friend podcast, podcast Ben. What up, Ben? And, uh, the lovely uh, little girl that works there, she uh, heard it was. I told her it was my birthday, and she gave me a uh, a little pin, a little badge of uh, Gregor Fellhanded, and she gave me the model of the month uh, for free, which is like a dude from like Warcry or something like that. He's pretty cool, so I put him together. Um, yeah, basically like just putting together models all day. Nice. For I, I was like, this is a great day off. So. <laughs> It was a good day to build models. Um, yeah, so speaking of Blood Bowl, uh, you know, we got some a Blood Bowl event to talk about later today that I'm very excited about yeah. because it's kind of proof of concept for some things that I've talked about on this here podcast. So um, why don't you tell us, have you had any any of your games that have really, like, stuck out to you uh, in the last few weeks? Um, so we have played... A lot. A lot. So we've played three... Seven, ten. We've played ten games between, like, just you versus me. And we finished a large chunk of them. I've stopped being a titty baby and quitting every time I get behind. Yeah, so we mostly because played... your wife makes fun of me. It's true. <laughs> she makes fun of me too, though. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, like you all heard on the podcast, <laughs> a couple of times probably. Um. Yeah, yeah so we played whole bunch of games but there was one game where you did just want to quit i did just want to quit so the it was, second it started on turn I think it was turn, turn two. two yeah yeah so it was a force vs x-men gold uh so storm's leadership we were playing sword base and scroll infiltrators yep uh at 17 threat I made a fantastic move to run up and grab Beast right at the end of the first, uh, to, with, I'm sorry, I made a fantastic move with Beast to run up and grab the scroll in the very first turn, the end of the first turn. And I was so proud of myself. I said, that was fucking smart. I nailed that move. 
Start of the second turn, She-Hulk ran forward, busted Beef right in the fucking mouth, took his fucking, took his fucking scroll that he had, and I was just like, oh, god damn it, it's over. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I got the, the scroll on She-Hulk, uh, Curtis then said, I quit. So I said, no, 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 no. So I then, I then played my mission objective card to pass the scroll off to Ghost Spider mm-hmm. to make the game interesting. Uh, so then Curtis then immediately dazed Ghost Spider with Beast. Yep. Who then finished his move standing right next to She-Hulk. Yep. Who then punched him in the face and took it. <laughs> and took it back. So um, at that point I was like, yeah, okay, then you can quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything in that list that could uh, that could hurt She-Hulk really. Like I had... You, you went really wide. I went you? really wide. Uh, I expected that you would take She-Hulk, which is fine, but I thought maybe I had enough cannon fodder that if I if I put the objectives on a maneuverable piece like Beast or Juggernaut, then no, I didn't even take Juggernaut that no, turn, did I? No. Um, yeah, if I put the if I put the extraction piece on a maneuverable piece, I could run away from her, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't run away from her. So didn't have the movement to get away from a long flyer that no, runs in and gets a free shot. I didn't shot. even didn't even take um, Angela. It, uh, I didn't take Angela. I did take Crystal, but I didn't take Drop Off. Ah, so I was just being or, a crybaby. Yeah, I didn't take uh, Special Delivery. That's the name, the actual name of the yeah. car. But yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, but. There was one that we can talk about that I did win. Uh, did you? When yeah. was that? Uh, so we've got A-Force win, A-Force win, A-Force win. Boom, right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Web Warriors versus Brotherhood, Spider Portals, and Senator 18 Threat. I pulled it out 19 to 15 on the very last turn. Oh my goodness, my second win ever of Marvel Crisis Protocol. <laughs> I'm getting better. See, it was like 20, 20 games or something like that before I won my first one. And it was only like eight games between then and now that I've won my second one. So that means I should win my next one after we've played four games. How many have we played since then? Six. That blows that theory out of the water. Fuck. All right. Well, shit. <laughs> so, um, but yes. Yeah, so I, other than playing against you, mm-hmm. uh, you played against Ben. I did play against Ben and lost. Yeah. Yep. Brotherhood uh, Magneto versus Asgard mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. hammers and sword base. Yeah, Angela and. Uh... Enchantress. Angela and Enchantress were nasty. They they fucked me up pretty good. That was great. So Ben, brand new player, completely undefeated. Yeah, he's played two games. He's won two games. They were both against me, but he's played two games in his one. <laughs> so that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. He's batting a thousand, but I mean, he's hitting off the tee. He's so, he's hitting the ball off the tee. Um, but yeah, so I also went to a Marvel event at. Uh, Ragnarok Hobbies in Gillingham. Gillingham, Ragnarok Hobbies. Yeah, so I played uh, three games because there was eight players 
So in theory, there was enough for four rounds. Unfortunately, in the second round, yeah. the person who won the first game play, had got paired down against someone who lost their first game. Yeah. But the person who won the first game lost their second. Mm. So it meant that round three, there was only two undefeated players. Gotcha. So there was... Only. So there was a there was a a winner by turn three. There would have been a winner by the end of turn three, a yeah. clear winner. Yeah, I mean, you could play you could play the fourth game because then you know you could have still two top uh, two top scorers. Yeah, or, or like two top or a winner and someone. So here we go. Using my new Japan brain, uh, when I watch the G one, I can know that someone can have in a round robin system. Someone could have one loss. And still go into the final fight against someone who's undefeated, beat them, making them defeated with one loss, and then win on like a technicality, put the tiebreakers and things like that. So they could have played a fourth round. Yeah, but it also quite feels bad for the person that goes into that final, undefeated, beats, beats, uh, no, goes into that field with, with a loss, yeah, beats the undefeated person, yeah. And then still loses because of strength of schedule or some nonsense. Get good, scrub. Like, wow. I mean, like Strength of schedule is the worst thing I can think of for tiebreakers. Well, maybe they could go with total it's, points scored. Yeah. But then that affects how people play games. Makes for unfun play experiences. Why? Because you've got high scoring, high scoring games. Yeah, but it's people who are like, would purposefully make it to 15 instead of 16. And just to get that next four point jump up to nineteen victory points instead of finishing at sixteen. Mm. So people who are prolonging others' agony. <laughs> you could just quit. Yeah. You said you've scored fifteen points. I quit. Enjoy. <laughs> now you're screwed. Well, yeah, and then that also affects that other player's score going into stupid tie breaks. Uh, bullshit. Strength of schedule. I've only heard of it recently. Like, we're since getting into Marvel. But you said, like, they use it in American They use it in American football, yeah. All the time. And I think it's the most stupidest complex thing ever. Well, it shouldn't be the first tiebreaker. Because it's not the first tiebreaker in, in um, American football either. Ma- uh, for Marvel, it seems to be. A lot of places... Mm. Uh, a lot of events I've... Seen they've put strength of schedule as the first tiebreaker, and I think that would be fine if everyone if everyone plays all four rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're if you go there and you lose your first one and you fucking take a hike directly afterwards, then you're a shit player and you shouldn't be coming to these events. So yeah, I don't know. I but anyway yeah anyway, anyway I played three games at Ragnarok, <laughs> uh, so my first game. Was against uh, someone I've never played before. Uh, his name's Angus. Uh, Angus. Angus. Angus doesn't have a per- uh, ha- doesn't have a hobby Instagram. Ouch. He has a personal one and said, "You probably don't want to shout it out because it's just pictures of me on the trains." Was that fair enough? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a train centric Instagram. Well, like when he's traveling to places. That's awesome. I love trains too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, we're going with Angus doesn't have a hobby Instagram. Uh, and he was playing Cabal with Malekith. Mmm, shock. 
we played Gamma and Researcher at 16 threat. I was running a slightly tweaked roster and was very aggressive. And I dazed Malekith turn one with She-Hulk. Who then Malekith uh, then retaliated in turn two, killing She-Hulk. <laughs> uh, at which point... Angela went went berserk. Turn two, he did twenty damage to her. Yeah, fuck. All right, uh, cool. Well, I think he was. I think he did six, like fifteen or sixteen, because I think uh, Mystique put some rapid fire shots ah. into her or something. Okay. And then, uh, and then after he killed She Hulk, uh, Angela went a bit nuts. Put like three attacks, threw a building at him, uh, but didn't kill him. Yeah. And then a Koye. My little two-threat bodyguard Okoye oh. did her spender, had to move, then did her spender attack, did no damage, but managed to get the trigger to do the flurry attack. Awesome. At which point, then put four damage from four <laughs> dice into him, <laughs> killing him. I love it. Brilliant. I love it. So I killed, I killed Malekith, turn two. I then lost the game, 21-4. <laughs> God damn it. Don't, wait till I'm done drinking to say shit like that. All right. That's it. 21, 21 to, to 4. four. Yep. Out of a game where it's only to 16. That sounds like that sounds like you put way too much time into handling Malekith and not enough time into scoring. Yeah, so I um, I made a mistake. Like, a very slight positional error straight away turn one, which... My opponent capitalised on, which then like meant one of my four characters was dazed straight off, mm. um, and then uh, yeah, so he just he took took my characters uh, after I killed Malekith, his uh, and losing She Hulk, uh, we were on pretty much level still, but he. Um, then just managed to daze a couple, which then cost, meant I couldn't score, so he had a couple of big rounds of scoring yeah. against me. But it was a very fun game. My first game against Malekith, and I killed him, so, you know, not scared. Not scared, yeah. Um, so it was game one, you played three games, you say? Yeah, so I played... Uh, game two, I played Maria, who I'd met at the Bad Moon Cafe, Crisis at the Cafe event. Cool. Before, so this time she was running Convocation, and I, is yeah. Last time she ran Midnight Suns, so this time she this is her first time. This event was her first time playing Convocation. She likes the uh, she likes the the, the darker side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, but I managed to win seventeen fifteen. Nice. Such a close game. What were you playing? Fear uh, Grips and fear, Spider Portals. Yeah. Nice. So that sounds like a fun combination, actually. Yeah, lots of people being jumped around, and is it that one? No, Spider Portals is the energy defense to flip yeah. one. So pay to flip, and then hammers you get the extra attack dice, extra dice. Yeah. So in that game, I had uh, Shuri off on her own on one flank, yeah, fending off Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch all game. <laughs> Just Jesus. <laughs> He's like my little three threat holding off ten threat worth of fucking wizards. Yeah, so and then uh, Scarlet Witch got bored and went and nuked She Hulk in the middle of the boards. 
At which point, I think Doctor Strange then dazed Shuri. Yeah. And then my next round, Shuri went nuts and just killed Doctor Strange. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a crazy, crazy game. Oh, um, man. Convocation's fucking wild. Yeah. And I've been then, listening to... Uh, Fury's Finest, I think the podcast is. Okay. And they've been doing uh they've been doing a rundown of everyone in convocation. It's about an hour podcast per uh character. They'll go through the characters background like the comic book background if they have an mcu uh, counterpart they'll go through that and then they'll go through how the character works what are it where it fits inside of its own uh affiliations and then where you can splash into other affiliations uh, it's a really really in-depth series they've been going through convocation recently they just started doing shield last mm. last week i think or the week before um so i've been really excited about that every week when it comes out because i want to start playing shield soon so, cool. yeah. And then, so in my final, going into my final game, I was one on one, uh, and I played against Mr. Fishmus. Oh, Fishmus, yes. Yeah, Joe Fishmus. Uh, so, Fishmus underscore uh, FRW. I think that's meant to be RFW, but I just wrote it wrong. Uh, one of those. Try one of those things. <laughs> yeah. So, I went again uh, against Joe with his X Men Gold. Uh, and we played Scrolls and uh, Spider Portals, okay. 17th uh, rep. And uh, at the beginning, we were having a bit of a chat. Like Joe was a bit not unsure about who he wanted to play, like what characters. And I, I gave him the helpful hint that you shouldn't take Beast on a uh, energy on an energy defense based nope. mission. So he swapped Beast out for Magic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Magic's badass. And then you promptly used magic to whip my butt. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Magic is badass. Uh, Yeah, so I think he used magic to just send She-Hulk to the back corner of the board. (laughs) Uh, So she was like out of the gate for like half the game. Oh, no. And then he used magic to then like uh, find the scroll. And then when I stole the scroll... He then used magic to butcher Black Cat and steal the scroll back. At which point, I then stole the scroll back again <laughs> and started to run away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it was a crazy, it, crazy fun game. It would be really cool to do a to do a convocation team that was nothing but Sorcerer Supremes. So yeah. you'd have like magic. You'd have Clea. Doctor Strange, Wong, and the uh, Ancient One. Yeah. Um, and Mordo, uh, if you wanted to. Like, I, I guess that's that's six, right? That's not enough for a full team, but it would be cool. Yeah, I don't know if there are any. I don't think there's I don't think there's any more. No, I don't. Well, there's two Doctor Stranges. There's, there are two Doctor Stranges. Um, so that's seven. It's funny that there's two Doctor Stranges and only one works in Defenders. The other one's Convocation in Avengers? Question mark. No, the Defenders one. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Is one? Are they both Convocation? Both are Convocation, but one's Convocation Defenders, one's Convocation Avengers. Oh. Which is which is wild. I think so. One of the cool things about MZP is that you can tell that the creators are nerds. Yep. And they really like the idea of taking snapshots of characters. So you'll like the the 
Doctor Strange, the Defender Strange, is more about like being a battlefield leader. He's the only, I think, the only leader for Defenders. Uh, so Doctor Strange is Convocation, Defenders, and Midnight Suns. Yeah, and then there's one. Oh, okay, there's one. And that's... then Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, is Convocation and Defenders. So when he's in Midnight Suns, he's a leader. No, no, he's, he's not in... a leader. In no, Midnight so Suns. the. They're both in Defenders, but only one of them is the leader of Defenders. Right. So you can't take... You could play them both in Defenders, but only one of them has a leadership. And only one... And neither of them is a leader for Convocation, because Convocation is a rotating leadership, right? Yeah. Okay. Everyone's a leader. Everyone can be leader. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Voodoo is not a Sorcerer... No, wait. Dr. Voodoo is a Sorcerer Supreme, isn't he? Uh, I think he was at some point. He was at some point. Because uh, when Doctor Strange, I think Doctor Voodoo was a Sorcerer Supreme in the eighties? Question mark. Doctor Voodoo doesn't have a lot of comics about Doctor Voodoo. Uh, he's a really like a background character, but he's fucking sweet. So I, I believe you could take Doctor Voodoo. Hood has not ever been a Doctor. Has not ever been a Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, Hood's about to make his live action debut. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't. Uh, oh. Pictures from D23, I think, this weekend. Oh. I, he's going to be in the Ironheart uh, series. It's going to be Hood versus Ironheart. Nice. Yeah, very cool. So it's going to be like uh, Tech versus Mystic Cool. will be the that series. So that's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Where am I going with this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, oh, the snapshot. They take snapshots of two different characters. So like when you've got Sorcerer Supreme... Uh, Doctor Strange, he's at the full height of his power. Uh, and when you've got regular Doctor Strange, he's like working with a team, trying to be more of a, of a team player. Like there's two different versions of him. One is a super badass, crazy version. And then the other one is like, he's a little bit more defensive and things like that. Yeah. So like the leadership one can like heal people and, uh, and stuff, whereas the Sorcerer Supreme one is like about murdering and teleporting. Yeah. So he's yeah, one's one's a leadership version where he's, you know, taking taking people around, healing people, being part of a team, a team player, and then the other one is the height of his power. So that's pretty cool. I like that they've done that. Um I wonder well they've done a second um Captain America too mm. now at this point so you'll have one Captain America that's like the leader of the defenders and then one Captain America that's like a young Captain America learning his place yeah oh the Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange is not a gem bearer interesting what yeah Where regular they... Sorcerer Supreme's time time gem bearer right he's time and another soul time and soul stone cool but yeah that's pretty sweet who are the other gem bearers? Uh, Ebony, Ebony Maw. Ebony Maw. Um, Thanos, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ronin. Star Lord. Okay. Ronin and Star Lord are both power gem. Okay. Uh, Corvus Glaive. Yep. Yeah. Loki. Yep. Loki can have mind or mind or soul. Mind uh, or space. I don't know. But is that it? I think that might be it. Wolverine should be a gem bearer. Wolverine's had, um, when it was Marvel, a big Marvel event a couple of years ago where 
mine in space, mine in space, uh, where Wolverine was collecting the 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 gems uh, after he died and was returned. That would be fucking sweet. Uh, yeah. So, oh, uh, Black Swan as well. The new one with Super Giant Black Swan. You know those beloved characters. <laughs> anyway, continue on. But yeah, so I played against uh, Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back at that, I played against Joe. I gave some Joe some advice. I noticed the player next to me and the table next to me gave me a funny look when I gave my opponent advice. Oh, you mean like, like you wanted everyone to have fun and like, they weren't dealing with know, that? Like my friend who uh, is like this was his second ever event. He's played less than ten games of Marvel <laughs> so, and could probably still whoop my ass. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you know. I was having fun. Uh, I wanted him to have fun. Yeah. Make, make smart choices. Yeah, exactly. You want to have a fun a fun game. And yeah. So then... And then other than that, I've played 10 games of Marvel with you. Yeah. So you, you told me something interesting the other day. And I, I, would, I want to get into it a little bit. Did you I? said... You did. Oh. Off, off mic. So you need to get into that on mic. But <laughs> you said that um, playing Marvel has really been like making you really happy lately. Like you've been having a lot of like stress at work and stuff like that. And like being able to really like play Marvel has helped keep you like straight, right? You're just like, everything's cool right now. Cause I got this game of Marvel. I'm going to play this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So like, how do you see like, um, Okay, so we live in a society where everything's falling apart. We're all uh, in a constant state of fucking, like, anxiety and shit like that. How do you see gaming uh, affecting people's everyday mental health? Like, is that something you've thought about before, or...? Well, everyone needs a hobby. Yeah. Um, It's just that... Obviously, I I do hobby every day. Yeah. Um, It started... Before the pandemic, yeah, um, as a means of for me to just get through my hobby backlog, yeah, there's a lot of it. There's so much, and and that pile hasn't seemed to have gone down any. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but but then obviously the pandemic hit. I got furloughed, so I was at home all day. Um, so I did a lot of hobby right. in the at the start of 2020. Like I painted six thousand points of demons. Yeah, I remember um, those demons beat my ass multitudes of times. So yeah, so and that was a way to keep me engaged with something and not just vegging out in front of the telly. And um, so it was something like that. But it's not something I've ever I've thought was necessary for my mental health. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying Marvel Crisis Protocol. Right. Um, Like, we've got a brand new edition of Heresy, and I'm just not into it at the moment. Yeah. Um, I like the new system. I like the new rules. I like what they've added to it. I'm just not. Not feeling it. Not the, there. The community vibe. I feel like it's probably a lack of accessible events at the moment. That's like, that's a thing. Because like, we had all the uncertainty of events around launch time of, is, are we going to play new edition, new old edition? What's 
what's happening and like that was all exciting but then it sort of it petered off and there's not there's been heresy events but there's not been that many and the ones we normally go to like because we play like attrition events and and things like that they're they are booked, but they're so far away. Yeah, I've got the but the next wise, event I'm going to is an attrition event in mid October. Um, I I was able to get a reserve seat for that one, uh, but that one's going to be my first heresy event in f- half a year. Hmm. You know, like since am, am I going to that one? I don't think I am. I don't think you are. No, I think I've got one in. I've got an event in November for Heresy. Yeah. And then February. Wow. Like And Attrition's putting uh, Attrition's putting out a lot of events. They've launched a lot of events, but like I don't yeah, know. I, I think, haven't I, I think, think I, partly it might be my fault cuz I held off buying tickets cuz of how uncertain everything was yeah. about the new edition, so I didn't want to buy a ticket for an event and then find out the event was something different or and Well, and you don't want to necessarily play Space Marines. That too. You'd rather wait until you got like, you know, you can do solar, or you can, you've got your uh, mechanicum book. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, and I think the next month the uh, book with the solar comes out as well. So cool. Um, yeah, I just think I'm waiting for the game to fill out a little bit, but also need an event to go to. to yeah, to spur me on. That's what that's what I uh, was thinking. Like I kind of just. When they they offered me that ticket for the event in October, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't really want to play Heresy right now. And I was like, that's bullshit. I love playing Heresy. Yeah. Uh, like, so I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go. And I, I texted Guy, and I was like, hey, Guy, can I, you know, run down there with you? He's like, sure, of course you can. I was like, all right, cool. I'm feeling better about this because, like, I know when I get down there, I'm gonna have a good time because I know a bunch of those guys down yeah. there. I know I'm gonna when I start playing, I'm gonna have a good time. Uh, it's just, I don't know why I was like, uh, uh, heresy. Uh. I love heresy. It's the same, it's the same setting, which is what attracted me to the, to the game in the first place. Yeah. I think it's just, I don't, I don't know what the disconnect is there, but I'll get over it. Yeah. I think, as I said, I think I need to just need to get back into playing at some events. Uh, but Marvel events are so accessible. They they're everywhere. They're everywhere all, all the over. time. They're short. You can they're... go. You can go to three a, a month if you really wanted to. Like between like with the amount of that, uh, the amount of space that you're able to cover. Well, there's well, one a month in central London that you can get to on the trains, and then like some, it's more uh, more than one a month. Sometimes there's uh, they run two in September. Gee, all right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but what ne- this weekend? I'm going to a Marvel event. Yeah. Then two weeks' time, there's another one in Gillingham. Two weeks after that, there's one in Canterbury. Uh, and then I think there'll be another one in Gillingham after that. Then there's one in November in in Chatham. That's fucking wild. So, yeah, there's quite a lot. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, And they're close, like easy driving distance, not... Yeah. A few hours driving. We don't distance. have to. We don't have to go to fucking bumfuck, all, almost all the way to Newcastle to get there. <laughs> Although that was fun. Company Legends was badass. Um, I think so. 
there needs to be, I guess, a balance struck kind of in my head about it. But yeah. like, I know you like you only keep three games, yeah, three game systems in your head, right? So Mordheim, Heresy, and Marvel, Marvel, right? Com- complete and total sense. Yep. I feel like I'm kind of being pulled in a lot of different ways at the moment, and maybe I need to pare it down because like. I love Blood Bowl. We'll talk about Blood Bowl soon. Um, I I want to play some Mordheim. I would love to play Mordheim. I've got a I've got a that Witch Hunter band that I put together. I want to make a, a Witch Hunter war band out of. Uh, and then uh, between you know, there's D and D uh, and Masks, which is a game that I'm playing with um, my brother-in-law. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, Marvel, Heresy, you know, I, I feel like maybe I need to just like every day I sit down at my paint table and I'm like, what do I want to work on now? And I, for a while I was just painting nothing but Marvel. And now I've kind of hit a, hit a dead spot with that. And I don't know what I want to work on next, you know? Uh, I, I usually when I'm painting something, if I hit a dead spot, I just need to finish something. Yeah. But that's not really working at the moment because I, I just can't seem to make it work. The, the claw sisters, I can't get them right. And I don't know what it is. I just look at it and I'm like, fuck, I'll, I'll play with that later. You know, and I move on to something else. Um, maybe, maybe I need to paint a different mini or maybe I need to paint a different aesthetic. For a little bit, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll paint a like paint a Blood Bowl team and then come back to Marvel or something like that. So we'll see. But um, that brings me back to the original point. I'm I'm someone who, like I've made no secret about. I do struggle with uh, mental health issues, and so you know I I always talk about how much painting and things like that centers me. Like if I if I'm having a bad day, I can always sit down and paint. And feel better, or at least not feel worse. Um, if I sit down and just watch TV all day, that makes me feel worse. Yeah. So, um, when when I'm having trouble painting, it's fucking tough. It's really fucking tough on my brain. Luckily, I'm on meds now, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, like it's it's cool to see that sense of community. Uh, and that sense of, uh, the, the sense of community and that like drive to, uh, to do something with the community is keeping you going. It's fucking awesome. It's yeah. really cool. Like, I'm yeah, really enjoying it. It's a whole new crowd. It's a group of people I've never, never met before. A lot of them are from games that that have come from other games which I've never played or have no interest in playing either. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a huge war machine and hordes, like warmer hordes, following of people that have moved from playing that to playing Marvel. Yeah. Because um, the creators are. It's the creators. War Machine Turner. Yeah. So they've sort of followed across. But. Um, yeah, so they're people I would have never met at events prior. Uh, and, yeah, it's just a new, exciting group 
And as I said, I'm really enjoying the game. It's quick. It's simple. We can... We you can, and I can get together and play three games well, we, in, a, in yeah, an we, evening. We play four in in a, in a day. Yeah. Uh, just... If that was if that was a game of Warhammer, we would play one, and and that would be it. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. Sometimes it's fun to just sit down and like strategize and things like that. But Marvel is such a different game because it goes so fast. Yeah, and I think that's what is engaging me with it at the moment. Whereas again, there's a bit with Heresy the disconnect of. The new system, checking everything. Like, there's, again, the cesspit of online fandoms. Uh, with it where everyone just wants to moan about everything. Like, I try and stay out of it. Like, I refuse to comment on anything online like, yeah. because of it. Um, Good thing that this isn't you commenting on things online. I know. <laughs> That's, what, but, that's so, what a podcast is. It's a cishead white man trying to talk about things online. Yeah, but... Um, so I... Uh, just... Oh, I've lost my train of thought. You motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's probably... like It's good to see the heresy community is growing, but... There's also a lot of fuckheads in it. <laughs> There's so many fuckheads. There's so many fuckheads, dude. Um, but it, yeah, but there always has been. So I don't know. What, probably not that. It's just more prominent at the moment because it's grown so much recently that. And I'm sure some of that will filter out as soon as there's a new edition of uh, 40k or Age of Sigmar or something else comes along. Yeah. But. Or they all migrate into the old world and make me even sadder. Oh, um, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. I'm excited for the old world. I am too. I want some more square bases in my life. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I hope. I hope it's great. I hope it's great. Um, is that all? Is that all your games played? Uh, no, actually, there's one more that I forgot. Oh, please do tell. So, uh, on a day where I drove 400 miles that day, uh, I swung by. Board in Brum. Board in Brum. Where I then picked up uh, my own birthday present, <laughs> which I'm not allowed until my birthday in, yeah. in two weeks. I can see your birthday present right there. Yep. It's <laughs> currently six feet to my right. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Rules I, is rules, man. Yeah. Rules exactly. is rules. I'm an adult. I can resist. <laughs> Uh, so, I'm an adult talking about toy soldiers. <laughs> uh, so, I I swung by Boarding Brum uh, because I was sort of in the area. Uh, picked up my birthday present. While I was there, um, I was dodging a guy carrying like two foot square trays of uh, um, Ice and Fire story, uh, a song of Ice and Fire minis. Uh-huh. Those are awesome. That's yeah. a Simon game. Yes. All right. Yeah. Great we got, minis. We got chatting about chatting about it and this like how the supply issues nearly killed the game uh, and stuff over that. And uh, it turns out it was actually like the owner of the store <laughs> who was like, "Oh, what are you here for?" I was like, oh, "I'm here to pick up a uh, map for Marvel." 
Uh, obviously, promptly dragged me into the store section. <laughs> found the mats. We rolled them all out and picked the one I wanted. Right. And then he said, do you want a game? And I was like, uh, I do have my stuff in the van with me. Um, and he was like, uh, so he just like yelled across the, across the gaming hall. Yeah. Like, you, Dan, do you want to play Grant? <laughs> go grab your stuff. Go, yeah, go get your stuff. So I um, played against Dan, who Dan does not have Instagram. Come on, Dan. Uh, I know. Come on, Dan. Uh, and we played, uh, I played A-Force versus his X-Force. Ooh. And we played... Battle De- of Forces. Yeah, Demons Downtown and Scrolls. Oh, I bet you fucking hated Demons Downtown, didn't you? I, well, I've never played it. Yeah. So I didn't, I know that in theory what it is, but I've never actually read into into it. It turns out it's really slow scoring. Yeah. Which is sort of good. And really high killing. There's a lot of killing in it. So I just didn't estimate or guess how how horrendously slow and killy it would be. Um, and man, they play tough up there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So this was a, this was a competitive list. Uh, style build. A competitive X-Force? Yeah. Um, what did he have? So he was using the Claw Sisters. Yeah. Domino. Okay. Cable. Yeah. Baron Zemo and Baron Mordo. Bro. And then he's got... He also has Ronin in the list. So very... If I roll my eyes any harder, I'm going to look at my own fucking spinal cord. Come on. Come on, dude. Anyway, but I guess there just aren't enough good mutant pieces to fit your X Force list. <laughs> Wank. All right, but um, yeah. So when this when this game when this game reaches like what do they have now? Hundred characters? Over a hundred. Over a hundred. When this game reaches 200, 300 characters, no more of that shit. <laughs> No fucking more of that shit. All right? I'm telling all of you. I'm putting you all on blast, all on notice. When this game has all of their affiliations are filled out with characters that do the same thing that, like... Who who is in the list? Zemo and Mordo. Zemo. When this, when this has... See, he, he says Zemo is his favorite character. So he always uses Zemo in anything. Zemo's a really good character. He's a, he's a great character, and he should actually you should three D print a uh, what, citizen citizen V three D print a Thunderbolt citizen V character and use it as Zemo. That'd be fucking awesome. Anyway, um, yes, I get it, but if you want to play that character so badly, build the fucking list around them. When once once they have enough characters where you have someone who's going to do something for X-Force, like Zemo does, use that character. I'm telling you, I, like, I can't wait until they have a wider variety of choices and people aren't splashing shit that has no fucking purpose being where it's at. What's no Malekith in Avengers? No Malekith in the a cheap, fucking Avengers cheap list. charges. Oh, God. It hurts my soul. Anyway, how did you play? Uh, how did your game go with? Uh, so X Force won sixteen six. Oh man, so, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, 
but yeah, so Mordo was there to push out status effects onto people. So Hex and Incinerate and another one. I can't remember. But yeah. Is, is that not something that uh, like Scarlet Witch could do? But she's not an X-Force. She's a mutant. So it makes logical sense. But she's five threat, not three threat. That's true. Um, and then, yeah, so even people who weren't close to the, the demon portals were then getting incinerated oh. from Mordo. And then, uh, yeah, uh, gross. It was it was savage. It sounds like it, uh, but fun, educational, educational. Yeah, because you didn't know that fucking Baron Zemo was a mutant. So well, he wears a mask. You he does know. wear a mask. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Under <laughs> there, he's actually a frog man. So, <laughs> um. Well, let's let's get to talking about. We haven't done an update in a while on our D and D game. We haven't. It yeah. has been a while. So let's do that right now. So where we left off with our D and D game last last time, a couple episodes ago, was uh, we had crashed our boat yep. into a cave that was full of not dinosaurs, pterosaurs, pterosaurs. Uh. Ben and I had gone off hunting and and scouting the cave. We found out that the cave was a lot bigger than it looked. Uh, it was almost the size of a gigantic dungeon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so um, we found hordes of undead. We found an Etten. We found uh, uh, a Nothic and a Beholder and a Baby Beholder and other things. Uh, we... We decided to start finally... Okay, here we go. So, session five. Meanwhile, back at the boat. Um, so, we fight the... We decide to fight the Nothic. After we fight the first amount of undead people. This is me and... Jay? No, so you, you, Ben and Jay, get together. You then explore more. Yeah, we explore, explore past the statue, find and a large clearing with a punji pit and a... Yeah. And have you seen my invisible cloak on the wall? Um, uh, yeah, so you you decide that all of your options are bad. Yes. So you want to start exploring more to try and find even more bad options. It says here that my It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia references are lost on the group, but Art Attack references from the group are lost on me. So that's fun. Um, there's a room full of headless statues. Yeah, so you go, you and... go talk to the statue again. Yep. Uh, you ask it if there's a civilization nearby, and it points off down towards where the punji pit is. Yeah. So you then take a side tunnel and find a massive room filled with smashed up statues mm-hmm. that all look like the one that was pointing to you, and you assume that this is the uh, this is the civilization the statue's talking about because yep. it doesn't know that its whole village has been destroyed. And that's sad. So you create this whole sad backstory. For the statue. For the statue. Yeah, definitely. Um, We look at the mural again and we recognize that the dwarves are fighting demons. Yep. Uh, The demons are not identical to the one we fought at the theater, but they're very close. Uh, Continuing forward, there's a pit with a suspended platform in the middle and a nice big fat treasure chest. Yeah. With a beholder and a gibbering maw on the fucking uh, Platform. platform. So we ran away from that. Yeah. So we decide to start XP farming the undead. 
Yeah, so you go up go up the northern passage, <clears throat> go fight some undeads. Yes, we do. Um, and we, a it was a the big giant undead that you didn't know what it was. Yeah, so was a zombie ogre. A zombie ogre. A ogre. Okay. And inside, uh, next to next to where the horde is, there's a prison. Um, it's a, a throne with a skeleton on it, and that skeleton turned out to be the zombie ogre you're talking about, right? No, no, no. No? So I was outside, and then you're going a bit further in, and you find another oh. group. And then we ended the session there um, with you, trying to, uh, you Ben, uh, trying to sneak up closer to see the... Um, what was in the prison, in the cage. And at which point, Jay says, oh, I'll sneak up too. And rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended the session. So we ended the session right there. Yeah. Uh, It took a a few weeks for us to get back together. Yeah. We left it on a cliffhanger. And it was was just... uh, it was just you and Jay for the next session. Yeah. So Ben has had stealthed so hard that he had disappeared. He disappeared. He turned into a like a cardboard cutout of Ben's character that we were carrying around with us. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so they, the one <laughs> that Jay had rolled meant that the White King on the, uh, the throne, throne saw you. Yeah. And... Shot his magical bow at you. Yes. Which resulted into another big fight. Yeah. But this time it was just you and Jay. Just me and Jay. So so I've killed a, a horde of zombies with Ben, and now I was about to kill a horde of zombies with Jay. Uh, the zombie horde closes in. We make fights. Uh, we defeat the horde and a big daddy skelly on a throne. That's the white. And we saved a goblin that was inside the prison named Grizzlewiz. Uh, he doesn't know the way out. But he says he knows medicine around the cave, so we take him to our boss, to our boat, to see if he can heal the uh, the rot that's affecting our uh, dwarf boss. Um, not a, it's not a rot; it's a no, curse. No, he's, isn't he's it? comatose. He's isn't comatose, it? and he's cursed or something. Um, uh, yeah, so he's uh, been uh, poisoned or something to, and yes, why he's not waking up. We loot the boss skeletons, and we find a neato skull bow. Um, I didn't use that at all. Why did I, I forgot I fucking had it? Shit. Okay. I don't think you can use it. Oh, I can't use it? I don't think you've got the right things for it. I'm a, Someone else in your party probably does. Probably does. That We do have a, a bow um, bow and arrow fighter uh, in our party. Uh, so Grizzlewiz needs the heart, lung, and spleen bile of a knife tooth. A knife tooth, which we um, have found out is a saber-toothed tiger that runs around the cave. Uh, we head to Grizzlewiz's village because it's in a place we couldn't get to before. Uh, it was a pit, like a punji pit? Was it another yeah. punji pit? Well, no, it was the same punji pit. It was the other side of the punji the pit. The other side of the punji pit. So there was no... We oh. didn't go near the platform because fuck that. Um, okay. yeah, so but you... we couldn't get across it before and he showed us the trick. Yeah. At which point Jay rolled... Another series of Another ones. series of ones and couldn't get across the pit properly. Uh, so... Uh, At least he didn't fall into the pit and uh, fucking die. You know. And then... Um, so, yeah. And then that's where we ended that session. That is where we ended that session. We hang out at the Goblin Village overnight. 
And then a few weeks later... A few more weeks after that... We get get together again for for this session. Where? You, Jay, and and Ben. Three, everyone's here. Four adults, four adults from four different households all got together to play D&D. It's a fucking Christmas miracle. Christmas in Christmas in September, I guess. Or was it August? It's September. It Christmas in September. Um, so to cure the dwarf, we need the splenic bile and the heart blood of the spear tooth. We are on our way to the spear tooth's hunting grounds when we are ambushed by the Nothic and the baby beholder, the spectator, or Gauth, which is what I've always called it. Uh, we get lit the fuck up. Yeah, so... <laughs> so fucked so us up. That's, now that, that next series of ones comes back to haunt you. Oh, my God. As the Nothic drops from the ceiling. Yep. And tries to eat Jay. So for the Nothic and the Baby Beholder, we get a king's ransom of 13 gold pieces and 9 silver. <laughs> yep. A king's bounty, some might say. Gotta love the random generator. Yep. Uh, we converse with the Etten that we saw because we uh, we know that the spear tooth usually is in the Etten's hunting grounds um, in the forest that we saw. So we converse with the Etten, and and the Etten is looking for Felis. The Etten is looking for Felis, which happens to be his missing kitty cat, which is the saber tooth tiger that we're currently hunting. Um, we. We convince him that if we, we say, excuse me, Mr. Etten, um, we are, we are not here for you. We have, we have no quarrel with you. We're going to help you find your kitty. So if you see us wandering around this forest at all, we're not attacking. Please do not attack us. We're just helping you look for your kitty. And, um, <laughs> we find the kitty, uh, drinking from a magic stream, which is like, uh, when you drink from it, you become prettier. Is that how it works? Yeah. Basically. Um, does it actually add anything mechanically, like plus one charisma or anything? No, it just makes you look... Just makes look, you look like the best version of yourself? Look pretty. Okay. Um, so they find uh, this gorgeous purebred specimen of saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. The glossiest coat they've ever seen. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous animal. And at this point, we had about a 40-minute discussion about whether to actually fucking kill this thing. Oh my god, I fucking disassociated so hard in the middle of this fucking game because Ben's like, "Ah, eh, fuck it, let's go let's go ahead and kill the kill the Sabertooth Tiger." I'm like, "Ah, eh, fuck it, let's go ahead and kill the Sabertooth Tiger." And Jay, playing his character, his character is a uh vegan druid. He's a druid and he's so he plays it as a, a vegan, someone who's not cruel to animals, that sort of thing. And he is playing his character. He says specifically, "I will not kill this animal." And I was like, "Okay, so how do we heal our dwarf?" And he goes, I have no idea. And I said, all right, well, that's a problem. Um, you know, we we have a responsibility to our charge, the dwarf. Um, do you have another, do you have anything else that, that uh, any other ideas for how we can get out of this situation? What should we do? Should we take the, he wanted to take the the, the cat back to its owner. Yeah. Is what he wanted to do. And I thought, I, I said, okay, that's cool. That doesn't help us do anything. And he said, oh, it'll, it'll get us in the Etten's good graces. And maybe the Etten has a way to heal, to heal our, our charge. And I said, why would you even think that the Etten has the, the medicine that it takes to dispel this? And he goes, I don't fucking know. And I said, okay, good. At least you admitted it. Like, I, 
I phased out. Like we sat and had it like like I said a forty odd minute discussion, and I just couldn't fucking handle it. I couldn't I couldn't fucking handle it. I didn't know what to do. So, so that, anyway, yeah. So after this uh, discussion, we ended the session there. Yeah. Well, um, no, we decided to take the oh, did you take the saber tooth tiger? Oh, yeah. Back to the goblin village and let them deal with it, and let them fucking deal with it. Oh god! Oh, because Jay cast talk with animal. Yeah, Jay telepathically told the told the tiger they're gonna take him. Hey, to- we're gonna take you to find your favorite food. Yeah, goblins. Yeah, and the tiger said, "Fuck yeah, let's go." And that's where we ended the session. That's where we ended the session. So, so uh, Locke says Locke will not kill the cat. Wants to take it back to the Ettons to curry favor. Bellus liked this idea. Show was indignant. <laughs> That was my character. Um, so that's where we left it. We're we're purposely taking a predator back to the village of our friend, our new friend Grizzlewiz. So I guess so we can get him killed. I I hate this. I hate this plan, and I hate everything about it. So it's brilliant. I'm excited. I'm excited. So that's the end of our D and D campaign. That's, yeah. So that's where we are now. So I think, uh, yeah, some might call the uh, the cave system colossal, colossal, uh, and I think almost dungeon esque. I feel like you've uh, done maybe five encounters. You said we would have this whole thing done in like three encounters. Uh, <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. Um, <clears throat> so I I can talk about. Uh, Speaking of RPGs, I started playing an RPG with my brother-in-law um, called Masks. I'll tell you guys about that. Uh, or were we done talking about D&D? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I started playing an uh, RPG called Masks um, with my brother-in-law. Um, it's a Powered by the Apocalypse system, so it's a very dice-light game. Um, it's cooperative storytelling with minor dice rolling, and I, and Grant hates that. But you do, in fact, throw dice, just not handfuls of dice. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, basically, the game is all about making teenage superheroes and uh, dealing with their feelings and their stories as you progress as a as a new superhero team it's really it's a lot of fun um paul's a very creative person who comes up with a lot of really silly ideas um he's based this uh he's based this campaign in london in the 80s uh we are the third generation of uh, caped characters of a third generation of heroes the first generation was like the world war ii generation the second generation was the boomers, and now we are like a, a Gen X uh, sort of <laughs> snoring pug. Um, we're like a Gen X um, group of characters who are uh, getting getting together and, and finding our way in the world. the 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 current government is run by uh, the Iron Lady, a superhero called the Iron Lady. Um, she has a, <laughs> she has hero, hero, hero. Hero. well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, she has a, um, she has a team of uh, like a spy network called C-A-B-I-N-E-T cabinet. 
them. <laughs> John Majors, basically Nick Fury and fucking all sorts of shit. Um, so the very first, uh, the, my character, my character is a character uh, named Nikita. What is his name? Nikita something. Nikita Bogdanovich. And he's a Russian who was born deep behind the uh, behind the the Iron Curtain in Siberia, where he uh, ran across an alien uh, technology that has basically turned him into Juggernaut. He can uh, well Juggernaut and Giant Man kind of. He can change his size and shape, uh, and and he's impervious to, and things like that. Um, so I'm playing a character class called the Bull which is one who's more into protection and things like that. Um, and we have, uh, there's the, the, it doesn't really have character classes so much as character archetypes. Um, there's, if you actually read the masks book, it's broken down like, oh, okay, so here's what we call the Janus. And the Janus is the kind of hero who like, has trouble dealing with school and keeping friends on the outside and stuff like that. Kind of like a Miles Morales or, you know, something like that. The, there's like a character called the, the doomed. And, um, they, they, there's like a prophecy, uh, about them that where they'll fulfill this, uh, evil prophecy and they'll become, they'll either die or become evil or something like that. And, uh, that's like Raven from Teen Titans. So there's, there's a lot of different, um, character archetypes that they actually give examples of from comic books, which is pretty cool. Um, the very first mission that I went on with, uh, with the team was one where we were, uh, London was being attacked by a guy, uh, a villain called the miner. Uh, he had a problem with the iron lady and he was trying to hit her with his miners strike. <laughs> Cause this is, England in the eighties. Uh, so the minor strike was, I actually, uh, felt very sympathetic with the minor, uh, being from behind the iron curtain. I felt very, uh, I felt deeply for the proletariat and, um, that led to some issues within the group because we did have one person in our group who is very, um, yay empire, that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the second mission that we went on, was one where a a T-Rex man stole a train to try and fly it into the sun and reverse time or something like that. I can't remember what it was. He, he, uh, the T-Rex man's name was Trax. He was a T-Rex train conductor. I, it was fucking wild. He was trying to make the sun explode and go supernova, which would turn time around and bring it back to the age of the dinosaurs. This is all comic book logic. You kind of have to go with it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. Um, Paul's very silly. So whereas I thought we were going to be doing like Teen Titans, he brought us at like Teen Titans Go. So <laughs> that was, that was a good time. Um, hell of a system. Uh, like I said, it's very dice light. So you, you only, you only roll dice, um, when the game master says for you to roll dice. Um, or if you want specifically to do something, um, you don't roll dice for every hit you have with a villain or anything like that, because during the fight, it's just assumed that you're going to be fighting and punching and stuff like that. Um, if you want to do something specific, like unleash your power, then you'll roll dice. Um, the, the GM 
in in the game actually rolls no dice whatsoever. He just tells you when to roll dice. Uh, it's a it's a really cool like cooperative system, easy to play. We play in the back of a pub, uh, out in the beer garden. So it's good times. Um, yeah. So masks masks is cool. And look up um, powered by the apocalypse. It's a great system for all sorts of fantastic RPGs. Um, easy to pick up and play RPGs. It's great stuff. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run a powered by the apocalypse game, and Grant's gonna hate it because you only roll two d six. So that's a thing. I'm out. <laughs> You're not out. Fuck you. I'm gonna buy the two bsg d sixes ever. <laughs> I'm using. I'm using my um, uh, Geno five two, like those giant those, those Geno five two millimeter dice. <laughs> those things are fucking huge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's masks. Mask is going very well. I actually missed last night, this motherfucker Tuesday. He's like, Oh, I don't think we're going to be able to play this, to, uh, this game. So let's just wait until next week to play. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, no big deal. And then 10 AM on Wednesday, he's like, fuck it. Let's play. And I'm like, I'm already asleep by the time I wake up, you know, I don't have the, I I'm, I've already committed to. Um, you know, spend, spend the evening with my, my amazing wife. We're binging better call Saul and all these things like that. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to come, uh, you know, on at that point, it was like two hours notice and come play D and D or masks as it were. Um, because I got to find out, I got to find out what is, what is, uh, Saul up to this, this crazy goofball Saul. Anyway, what is uh you know yeah. what is the plan? What is the plan for Sorry. dealing with what is Saul's plan for dealing with Tuco Salamanca? Okay, okay. Anyway, I don't even think I got to where Tuco Salamanca is involved. He's in the first episode, is he? Yeah, I feel like I watched maybe about six or seven episodes and just stopped. But you're on season nine of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> you like courtroom dramas. I uh, yeah. Better Call Saul's all about lawyers and courtroom dramas, also drug dealers. Yeah, I feel like it just wasn't as good as um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. I it thought, didn't grip me as, as quickly. I I sat down to watch. I think I watched two episodes of, of yeah, Better but, Call Saul when it first came out, and I did not like it. Yeah, I think. And Donna raved about it, and I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." And I've sat down, and I'm on season four now. So yeah, um, well, Grey's Anatomy is easy to put on <laughs> while I'm painting. Uh, you know, I love you have McDreamy. to pay. You do have to pay attention to McDreamy, yeah, Doctor Doctor Sexy MD. Yeah, um, yeah, you do have to pay attention to Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Like it's they they do things visually that you know reference other stuff that's happening, and you miss a lot if you're not. Specifically, watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah, and you know it's a lot harder to swap from Breaking uh, from Breaking Call Saul, Better Call Saul to uh, to them watching like you know X Men from the nineties. Oh man, like the the X Men cartoon. When, I love the X Men cartoon. When I need even more Marvel fix for when I'm painting Marvel, <laughs> that, watching Marvel, that fucking theme song, Marvel. bro. That theme song gets me so amped. I love it. Um, Shout out to the Danger Room podcast for having the raddest remix of the X-Men theme song ever. Super cool. Mm. Um, 
Yes. So, so this uh, this last month, while I've been playing all the Marvel games, yes, uh, you've been playing some uh, crazy board games, and haven't you? You went went to play King of Tokyo. I did uh, a while ago. I went to my friend Paul's house. Paul and I decided to run a a Blood Bowl tournament. Uh, while I was while I was at Paul's house, we were having a lovely Thai curry dinner uh, that Paul made from scratch, uh, and uh, I played his son at King of Tokyo. Yeah, fantastic game. Loved it. I knew lost. you would. I fucking lost hard. I, as soon um, as you told me, like, have you ever heard of this game? I'm like, you're gonna love it. Yeah, you'll absolutely love it. Big giant monsters. Fuck yeah, I loved it. Um, I played the, I think it was a robot gorilla. (laughs) I played a robot gorilla. It was everything I've ever wanted. Um, Great fucking game. King of Tokyo, fucking two thumbs up. And there's a a harder version that I've played called King of New York. Is that the harder version, right? Well, it's sort of like, I thought it was just like a rebranding of it, but... Huh. Someone I, someone told me that There's, King think, of Tokyo is harder. I thought it had different monsters. Or King of but. King of New York is King of New York is a harder version. King of Tokyo is more pick up and play. Yeah. I think is what it was. Um, either way, I fucking loved it. Uh, there was a a giant penguin with a freeze gun. Yep, that's cool as hell. Uh, there was a, a Super Sentai kitty so, like yeah. Mecha that was awesome. This is just a board game, isn't it? It's, I love it. It's it's a board game where you roll dice and pick up little green energy cubes yeah. and then trade little green energy cubes for power-up cards. Yep. It's it's stupid, silly, and it's great when you've got, like, four players yeah. going nuts at it. Yeah. Because uh, it can get real competitive real quick. It can. Um, it's, it's, a very, it's a very fast game to learn to play, and it's got a really cool, like comic booky aesthetic that I fucking love. I loved King of Tokyo. I thought it was so much fun. Um, then we played a game of Blood Bowl 7s. Yeah. Uh, I've never played 7s before. 7s might be my favorite version of Blood Bowl to play. Wow. Um, I played my humans, the uh, Altdorf Aces, uh, against a Nurgle team. That was a lot of fun. Um, I won that 2 to nothing because uh, the Nurgle team just could not hold on to the ball. Um so while we were there, my friend Paul and I were uh, discussing plans to do a Blood Bowl uh, tournament. You know, I hate tournaments. Mm. So I said that we had to do a non-competitive tournament, a casual tournament. Uh, and that was last weekend for my birthday. Um, we did the casual tournament. We had 12 players show up. And the entire idea... Uh, including including um, people that I know listen to the listen to the show, uh, like Gary. What up, Gary? Um, and our friend Jamie from Mutant Snake Eyes showed up. Yeah. So this was the B B B L B B B B Q B Y O B B. Yeah. So the Bromley Blood Bowl League Big Birthday Bash uh, Barbecue Bring Your Own Beer. And the last B is a spelling error. <laughs> nice on the hashtag yeah you Simpsons reference <laughs> it was a Simpsons reference anyway um what's that last before that's a spelling error um yeah the the BBBL BBB BBQ BYOB B uh yeah 
tons of fun. The uh, so not only is it my birthday, it's Paul's birthday next week, and the BBL, uh, BBBL, the Bromley Blood Bowl League, uh, turned five that same day. So there we had it. Birthday anniversary. Birthday anniversary. Birthday. Nice. And uh, yeah, so basically, um, there was no, there was no. Uh, you didn't have to pay to get in. Uh, it was thrown in the back of somebody's house. We had a bunch of tables set up. Luckily, the weather held out, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were people playing outside. There were people playing inside. And we had, like I said, 12 people showed up. Uh, we had the grill bang in. So everybody just brought you know, burgers, brats, chicken, whatever they wanted. Um, brats. Such an American. Sorry. <laughs> Cumberland sausages. Um, and... Yeah, casual tournament is the way to go. So we we didn't have any timed rounds. Everybody just find a game and play. We had sevens. We had regular Blood Bowl. We had Dungeon Bowl. We had uh, Blood Bowl Team Manager, which is a card game uh, that I didn't try because I'm not really into card games. Um, It was fucking great. It was so much fun. Uh, I think I was the 14th player because it was 12 people plus two organizers. So that was awesome. Um, I got to play one game. I got to play one game of sevens where I broke out my, uh, my undead team and, uh, lost one to nothing. So that sucked. Um, against Amazons. Amazons, I think it was. It was awesome. Um, were there last guns present? No. No. Uh, yeah. Last guns. Sun rifles. Yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> no, they did not have any last guns. Um, this was, this was really great. The way we did it, instead of having wins and losses, uh, we had a big whiteboard that we uh, kept a tally of. So on the on this whiteboard, what were you scoring? Uh, so what we would do... Touchdowns? We did score touchdowns. So anyone uh, so you could play a team that would score a lot of touchdowns. And then you could also play bashy teams, which is something that people don't play a lot of at these events. So we kept track of touchdowns. So if you played like elves or something like that and scored a lot you get that we also kept track of casualties um caused so or inf- uh, caused or taken uh caused sorry <laughs> uh so yeah if you caused a casualty like if you played a bashy team like uh dwarves or undead or something like that uh then you get a point for those any uh if you caused a casualty due to fouling then you got a point uh, for the casualty and a point for the foul. If you um, surfed your, uh, if you surfed your opponent, somebody into the push, somebody into the crowd and got a casualty there, uh, you got the casualty and the surf. So that's pretty cool too. Uh, we also did one for one turn touchdowns, and nobody did any one turn touchdowns, which was kind of sad. Um, yeah, the person that won was a dude named Graham, who had six casualties. Seven touchdowns and three surfs. Nice. So um, he did not have any fouls. He was playing Dungeon Bowl all day, which I guess Dungeon Bowl is a faster game than regular Blood Bowl. Um, but yeah, he was fucking smoking it. So that was awesome. Uh, he won. We had a, a mug, like a coffee mug, that had uh, like eight bit pictures of star players on it. So like Lord Borak was on there and some other stuff nice. like that. Um, really cool stuff. Uh a casual environment for an actual tournament, but it worked. 
So everybody was just drinking, having a good time, uh, eating smoked meats and, and things like that. And it was awesome. It was really tough for me since I've gone vegetarian like two months ago. That was my first real big test. Um, I did not eat any of the meat. I, as a matter of fact, brought my own veggie burgers and ate those. Also some, uh, what is that cheese? Havart, not Havarti. What's that cheese that people grill? Halloumi. Halloumi. There it is. Havarti's Havarti would melt. Um, yeah. So I had some halloumi and some veggie burgers and I was a good boy all day, but yeah, I love a fucking burger. I love nothing more than a big fat, badass cheeseburger. And I just, <sighs> that was tough. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, uh, casual tournaments, man, it can work. I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it for Marvel. Okay. Hear me now and listen to me later. It's going to happen. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that was um, that was my time. Ran, a, ran an event. Yeah. Good fun. Grant didn't show up. Grant didn't bother to show up. Blood Bowl is not one of the three. He doesn't He doesn't play Blood Bowl, but he didn't show up to even hang out and drink beer and play um, play with the, with the grill. He likes to grill meat. Didn't show up for that either. Also, it was my birthday. He didn't show up for that. No, he showed up for my birthday. I'm joking. Um, yeah, I took, I took you to Wagamama. Yeah, Wagamama. And even paid for your meal. Yeah. <laughs> Grant did indeed pay for my meal. Um, what 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 happened was that that Curtis was dished up my meal. So as but, I said, told it was his meal. As I by said, the wait staff. I am a vegetarian. On during the day on the tenth of September, I ate zero meat. I was so tempted all day to have bratwurst and to have hamburgers and to have, you know, uh, spicy chicken and all sorts of things like this. And I didn't. I was very proud of myself. The very next day, September 11th, my fucking birthday, Grant and I go to Wagamama. Uh, Grant and my wife and I go to Wagamama. Wagamama is a very vegan and vegetarian friendly place. Yes. Yes, it is. I got the non non duck uh, bowl. What what kind yeah, of bowl is that? Uh, do bon something. Do, do, do it's, it's a rice bowl. A rice bowl. Non duck rice bowl. Grant got a brisket Beef rice brisket bowl. Brisket rice bowl. And my wife got some. Um, uh, it was katsu, like uh, it was, oh, it was vegan. sweet potato katsu curry. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Great stuff. So. The lady comes over with my wife's food, gives it to her. The lady comes over next with my food and says, here's the non-duck uh, brisket. I'm sorry, the non-duck uh, rice bowl and hands it to me. Bonbury. Donbury. Thank Don, you very much. Bonbury. And uh, then we're, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting for Grant's food. Waiting, waiting, waiting. And Grant says, oh, man, it's cool. You can dig in while we're waiting for my stuff. And I go, okay. Because so it's Wagamama. It's it Wagamama. turns up when it's ready. It could be fucking forever. So I start eating it, and I'm like, God, this is really fucking good. And I offer some to my wife, and she eats it. And she's like, man, that is fucking awesome. And then the lady comes, and she gives Grant the non-duck vegan fucking rice bowl. (laughs) bowl. Puts it in front of me and disappears. Puts it in front of Grant and takes off. And Grant's looking at it, and he's like, this egg isn't egg. It's like a sauce or something. And... And then there's there's then I pick up the meat looking thing substitute put it in my mouth go this is mushroom 
I yep. wonder where my beef is. Yeah. Start digging around in the bowl. At this point, I've already given my wife some of the brisket that was in my bowl. I've eaten quite a bit of the brisket that was in my bowl. And, and I, I realize... And I turn to Holy shit. And go, is that my beef brisket? Are yes, it was. Yes. Yes, it was. So, So, yeah. yeah. Quickly wave the lady over and... I double check with her. Yeah. Explain explain the situation. She goes, oh, yeah, that's the vegan one that points at Grant's meal. And at which point I say, oh. All three of us look fucking indignant. Like she just dropped a fucking bucket of llama shit on the floor. And, um, yeah, that was, that was fucking fantastic because she she did look horrified yeah when we told her what it had. i said you know like i'm a vegetarian my wife's a fucking vegan and we were told this was vegan stuff this and was the no duck so um she she you know she was very very upset she apologized she gave us i mean we each had three three mains and three three appetizers well, between us we had we didn't each have three that's right <laughs> between us we, we had, had a main and a starter each. we yeah we had a main and a starter each and uh, so, I mean, that Wagamama, that could be, what, 60 pounds? Easy. Easy. And she she was just like, you know, we're sorry. You know, if there's anything else we can do, you know, we're going to go ahead and just give this to you for free. Do you want a dessert menu? Do you want a dessert menu? Do you want uh, any cocktails, that sort of thing? And I was like, where else are we going to go and pull this on? <laughs> like, we know the secret now. All it takes is my wife completely fucking up her morals to fucking <laughs> to get free meals. Uh, we could, we could pull it, we could pull it somewhere else. It'll be great. So yeah, that was, that was our adventures. So that whole fucking day at that barbecue, I sat there smelling char grilled hamburgers all goddamn day. I was so good. I didn't touch any of them. Just to chow down on Just my beef brisket. chow down on a fucking beef brisket the next day. Accidentally. It was real tasty though. It was fucking good. Oh man. Ugh. So, fuck. <laughs> I, I got my replacement meal. Yeah. Because it, the one that was in front of me. <laughs> you had mostly untouched the fucking yeah. mine. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that just, was how just, my birthday weekend went. And then uh, here we are. Here we are recording. So um, do you think it's time that we share the hobby love? Of course I do. I think so. Um, hi, Kelly. Hi. You want to say anything to everybody? Paint is something. Oh, pow, pow! That is a rad. And what's on the back? The throwing dice pod. She even did the logo. Amazing. Oh, you got to post a picture of this tonight on the thing. Yeah, but the logo at the back isn't that great because I don't like miniatures. The logo, <laughs> the logo on this is fucking fantastic. But I like the front because I'm doing pop art with the kids at the moment. Hell yeah! Um, Kelly has just brought up a. Marvel Crisis Protocol dumpster. Yeah, the uh, the official plastic the official one. one with the bulldog <laughs> on it. Um, and she's she's painted some graffiti on it. She's got it's a, like a pop art uh, big pow with an explosion around it on the front. And then on the back she has uh, she has put some gra- a graffiti version of our podcast logo on it. Uh, and it says throw and dice pod in in some like sweet writing. That's fucking fantastic. Thank you so much, I'm Kelly. I'm glad you like it. This is great. Two dumpsters down, one to go. <laughs> and a whole building. <laughs> whole building and a taco truck, if you want to do that too. And a taco truck. Oh my gosh. I can do the taco truck if you want. I'll take it home and do it. Do you want it in black? 
Mm, whatever. But, and then I'll do silver along here. Sure. Like that. And then do it's a logo. It's just dusted like with black and grey primer. So, you know. Yeah. Do whatever. Okay. I'll do I'll do black and then I'll do... Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do pink and blue um, around him. Like our logo. Awesome. And then I'll fill out the thing. It's just like... I'll write it, tacos and stuff on there. Should be cool. And then I'll bring it back to you to do the windows so they all look like the same. Cool. That'll be killer. That'll be killer. I love this taco truck. That's fucking silly. So, yeah. uh, We're going to share the hobby love today. So, this is our section uh, where we love to talk about the things that we've seen over the last few weeks that we think you need to see. Yeah, so we uh, we surf Instagram uh, probably a little too much, uh, and then we save all the things we think is really cool that we see throughout the month, and then when it comes to time to record, we whittle that list down to just three each. So our three favorite, our three favorite things we found, uh, we've seen this month on Instagram. That's right. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I think I will go first. All right. With. Uh, DC underscore underscore decrypt underscore. So that's DC underscore D E C R Y P T underscore. And they have done some of the classic metal Escher gangers for Necromunda. Hell yeah, they have. Uh, and they put them in like amazing backdrops of like. Old school style uh, MDF train, uh, a lot of paint. So there's like wearing like grubby, dirty tank tops, but with like leopard print tabards and uh, loincloths and like neon hairdos. Uh, great nostalgia classic. I love these models. I've, I really like. I've this. always loved them. The the Escher gangers, the old metal ones, are just so cool. There's so much personality in in them yeah, specifically. Just look at that juve with like the hair, like she's got a shaven head, but she's got like half a bang hanging down over her face. Yeah, it's a very uh, it's a very like scene girl haircut, but it's bright orange with like she's got a little tabard because she's only yeah. a juve. Yeah, and like it's so cool. The background really uh, seals it for you. You can tell this guy or gal uh, Lee is their name. It doesn't say what it is but lee uh loves fucking necromunda you yeah. can just tell like the 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 graffiti and the posters on the wall like there's a, a poster of the imperial truth that has a big spray painted no across it yeah that's super badass i love i love these pictures uh the but, models look great the, i would never this, paint them because they're metal this juve though is is my favorite one as well. My favourite of the all the Escher, the old Metal Escher gangers. This particular model is my favourite sculpt. Is it because well? Is just because she's really cool. Like she's she's really little as well. She is yeah. tiny. Well, she's a juve. Um, but yeah, it's just it's one of the the first Necromunda models I ever saw in the white in White Dwarf back in the nineties, and uh, the catalogues and. Yeah, I just love it. It's so cool. It's such an awesome little. It really is. It really is cool a model. super cool model. I love Necromunda so much. It's such a game with. It's got so much personality. Because that's a, 
Is that next to her in the final shot? That's one of the plastic ones, new plastic. Or I think the whip is, anyway. The whip definitely is. Uh, I don't think she is. Maybe she is. Maybe that's a leader. I think she might be. But yeah, she's such a little ditty metal one. Uh, You know, seeing this makes me want to play Necromunda. Yeah, dude. But then... You gotta replace one of the other game, uh, one yeah. of the other games. I guess I kind of just want to play more time more. Let's play more time more. Uh, okay, I've got the urge to crack out the foam cutter and build more buildings. Speaking of more time, we'll go to my first one. Ooh. Look at that transition. This one is from Mosharts. M O S H A R T Z. Mosharts Miniatures, and Mosharts has done a ogre mercenary for more time. Amazing. How badass is this thing? I've seen this model on Facebook, doing the the groups, the Mordheim groups on Facebook as well. This is very cool. Uh, It's great that uh, we... uh, I now know his Instagram. Yep. And this is he's he's got a a name for it. Um, Butcher is the name of this guy. And... He's he specifically said that he wanted to do it in a grim dark style. He didn't want to have like bright colors on him or anything. He used the Blackstone Fortress Ogryn kit bashed and converted into something that fits Warhammer Fantasy. He sculpted leather parts and a barrel and like a tricorner hat and stuff like that. This is just such a cool like mini and it, it's I saw this and I was like, this instantly has to be on our show. Yeah. Like he's the, so yeah, much personality. The eye patch and the hat, the resin head looks like. From yeah, the, definitely a resin head. Yeah. Uh, is there a, what resin ogres are there around? I, don't I have no idea. Maybe, oh, that might be from Blood Bowl. Oh, possibly, but it's very cool. Yeah. And the the big like pistol. I love uh, the rope around his neck. The rope skull. Yeah, and then so like the. Cool. The club on his back. Uh, and the tattoo painted on his arm. Yep, he painted a nice tattoo on there. The, um, yeah. Like a... Um, oh, what they called The Maori mace axe things like on his back. And then the big chopper as well. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the tattoos on both arms, but the one on his... Model's right arm is so cool, just sticking out from under his uh, his waistcoat. Look at look my favorite little detail on the tricorner hat. There's a little button on the tricorner hat that he oh, painted in. Wow. He painted in the threads on the button on his tricorner hat. Yeah, how cool is that? This guy and, and he's got like a dock that he's walking on, so that fits with a nautical theme of like a pirate or something like that. That he's kind of looks like. Yeah, um, he's got like uh, the stripy pants, like a pirate, uh, like and this. Oh, he drew a picture of it. Uh, his first attempt at doing watercolors. That's awesome. So, uh, and of course, because it's watercolors in that sort of earthy tones. Yeah. What does that evoke? He's the grim dark style. Isn't the grim dark style. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, it's um, not. It's not quite. Um, oh, what's his name? Blanchian. Yeah, it's not quite John Blanche, but it's it's getting there. It's on that same sort of. We, yeah, level. John Blanche is um, their ink drawings, and then they're watercolored over, aren't they? Yeah. So. But this guy is super fucking cool. He's got um, 
lots of pictures of Mordheim um, characters and stuff like that that he's finished before. And terrain and terrain, and we gotta we gotta find this guy and hang out with him. Yeah. Let's go play Mordheim with this guy. Definitely, very cool. He's six edition Mordheim, Blood Bowl, thirty k, forty k, and or, I'm sorry, War, six edition Warhammer. Blood Bowl, 30k, 40k, and Mordheim. Like, we can we can get down with this guy. Let's go hang out. Um, so, my second piece is by a familiar name. It is so so cool, I could not like, resist sharing it. It's by the underscore squig underscore Lebowski. The squig Lebowski. And it is a giant. Yep. Uh, one of the huge... Uh, Gargants, Gargan, right? yeah, massive thing. And this guy has been chopped and converted in the style that we come to expect from the Squig Lebowski. Uh, he's flipping the bird. <laughs> he's got a face mask made of a squig. Uh, he is absolutely covered in tattoos. Yeah, tribal tattoos. And... Uh, yeah, I but, love it. He's got like chest and uh, an arm sleeve, like of tattoo work, all up like skulls and crossbones and the like jagged tribal markings. And he's a very Orkan style giant. I love it. I love it's it. like his take on the the classic metal, yeah, giant that solid lump. That was in the sixth edition fantasy. <laughs> I love this guy. I love that he's got like barrels of ale around his around yeah. his belt, and he's just like popped the top off of one, and he's got it open like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. so so awesome. The tattoo work looks fantastic. Um, he's got yeah, he's got like an orc tattoo on his back. Yeah, this stuff is so awesome. I love the the patchwork uh, quality of his clothes. The horns that he has, um, yeah, it's like based off this, uh, this guy. Oh, stupid, ah, stupid man looks up thing on internet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. where he's got the jawbone, so like the the Orkin style, the classic, like sixth edition metal giant with the lizard. Uh, skin ha- uh, head and the jawbone. Yes, like but this guy it. has just hollowed out an entire giant squig and placed it over <laughs> his head. It over his head. It's so cool. I love it. this guy. Has to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's flipping the bird. He's got the he's got the goatee. He's got the the, the beer. So Squig the Bloody Glutton uh, is the name of the piece. Uh, but yeah, and then some full-length shots. Absolutely huge. Oh, he's got, oh, he does have full-length shots. These are great. Yeah, and he's just got like the casks of beer hanging down off his belt. I love that club. All six of them. The yeah. club that's like dragging on the ground. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a masterpiece. It's so cool. He's gonna he's gonna fight. His warband's gonna fight against it in Warcry. That's badass. Yeah, it's an amazing piece. I absolutely love it. I love all the stuff by the Squig Lebowski. He's such a talented artist. Yeah. Uh, and Squig Lebowski is a straight-up axe murderer. This guy is stone cold. This stuff is killer, man. 
Love it. But yeah, like, uh, he's just scrolling through his feed makes me happy. Look at that ice troll, like, all converted from green stuff, like, freaking crazy. Wild. And then his Carnival of Chaos stuff is where I first saw his work. Like, amazing stuff. Amazing. Little Nurgling tur- turned into the alien from uh, Toy Story. <laughs> yep. Like an evil version of the alien from Toy Story. Yeah, this guy's stuff is just off the chain, bud. Uh, yeah, I couldn't shout it out. And still, he's only got 2,000 followers. Fucking crime. Like, you know, not... Like, deserves... He deserves so much more. Such an awesome piece. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, so we'll go on to my next one. My second one is from Tail Painting, T A E L underscore painting. Um, and Tybalt Rom is this person's name. And they have done a gorgeous piece, uh, which is a Minotaur. It's a, it must be a 3D printed model or something like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous Minotaur. He's like climbing across some, some red rocks. He's got a spear. He's like, looks like he's just about to smoke somebody with his spear. And, uh, the light play on this mini is so gorgeous on the front. It's he's facing towards the sun. Um, you can see the shadows that his horns are casting across his neck. And then if you go, uh, to the next uh, couple of pictures, you can see like, the shadow uh, that the sun is casting across his back. Beautiful, smooth transitions. It's the very cool. I love this piece. Um, this is... So this is what they were working on. It looks like a painting class. Uh, the secret workshop at Figurestock. Uh, some better pictures of the results after a five-day workshop at with the secret, uh, workshop. a secret workshop. So let's follow that person too. They got fourteen thousand followers, but um, yeah, yeah, you can you can see why this person has fourteen thousand followers because they they're able to teach people to paint like this. Um, yeah, so the 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 shadow play is what really made me uh, enjoy this piece. The 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 way that the sun is casting a shadow from the bull's head and the horns across like other parts of his body. Yeah. Like that. So fucking cool. Yeah. That is definitely amazing. Amazing work. Um, yeah, the, the terrain looks fantastic. The, um, non-metal metallic looks great, but I really love the, the blends of the shadow. It's an amazing piece. Monstrous. Absolutely monstrous. What's your third one? So my third one is, uh, an odd one. It's sort of to be expected by me, but it is, the converted collection of symbiotes for Marvel Crisis. Oh, it's Protocol. all of them. So they've converted their entire com- uh, Marvel Crisis uh, Protocol collection to all be symbiote characters, dude. So there's a symbiote Malekith, a symbiote that's Kingpin. Not, that's not symbiote Malekith. That is Null, the no. god of the symbiotes. He converted Malekith into Null, the god of the symbiotes. That's fucking but fantastic. Mysterio with a pumpkin symbiote head. Uh, a symbiote lizard. Symbiote kingpin. Symbiote daredevil. Symbiote hood. Amazing. The Craven, symbiote yeah. craven, yeah. yeah. The, the daredevil. 
There's yeah. a symbiote daredevil back there. I love, I love that null. I want to find a picture of that null that he did. Where's that at? This- yeah, I saw the saw these on Facebook. Um, oh, there's the there's the daredevil foot or hand ninjas. Yeah, the hand ninjas. They've all got like symbiote faces. Carnage bits. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So null little comic book for you. Uh, null, the god of the symbiotes, yeah. is the one who created the sword that Gore uses in um well thor love and thunder and um the god butcher storyline from thor uh that sword that god killer sword was created by null the god of the symbiotes and it is actually made of the same stuff that venom is made of so there you are um yeah null's a character that oh gosh when did he show up 2018 uh 2019 maybe very very cool stuff be a symbiote medusa symbiote um bullseye. that's toxin he's made he's made symbiote medusa into toxin that's fucking rad oh my god i like this <laughs> that guy must have spent a fortune on uh um carnage bits yeah they were like oh carnage is selling really well in this guy's hometown <laughs> um yeah that's fucking and, the, and then there's just a regular venom hidden tucked in behind <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking sick. I love that. This guy, uh, I guess he likes Venom. So this is by SS742617. Yeah. Very intuitive Instagram handle. SS742617. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Chick Magnet net handle SS6 something or other. But yeah, very... uh, I... Yeah, could not resist. I thought these were so so much fun. It's fucking <laughs> clever. I love how like some of them he's actually like it's, turned into just venomized versions of of uh, this, and some of them he's turned into actual characters. That's so fucking yeah. cool. There's so their their Instagrams not uh, not very hobby central, but uh, it's full of memes and random things. But symbiote all symbiote Marvel is cool as hell. What I want from this guy. I want him to do a the the Venom T Rex from the Old Man Logan series. <laughs> God, that'd be cool. Just get a just get a T Rex and make a Venom T Rex. Doesn't have rules. Doesn't need rules. Just do it. Um, awesome. So and my, this, this only oh. has fifteen likes. <laughs> what? Most, get the fuck out of here. Two of them are me. <laughs> <laughs> my mine and the podcast. What hashtags did he use? None. No. Look at them. what, bro. I have no idea how I found it. I think it was from the uh, Ninjas page. Oh, put... from the Symbiote Ninjas? No, because there's no hashtags on that too. Oh, who knows? Who even knows? Bro, get on your hashtag game. But yeah. Oh, and a puppy. Oh, there's puppies too. And a shark. I saw a shark. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so let's get down to my final one. My final yeah. one is from Shape underscore Miniatures. And shape underscore miniatures has done a like a dragonborn fighter character uh, named Sonathar Kex. Um, large non-metal metallic areas, uh, but it turns out really great. Uh, Loot Studios, I think, makes the makes the mold. Yes, Loot Studios is the uh, the 3D printing company that makes the mold. Um, They've also tagged AK Interactive. I'm not sure why. Maybe that's the paints they're using. Yeah. But this is a Dungeons and Dragons like um, 
dragonborn fighter. The skin tones on the dragon are really cool. It's like a very um, oh two tone like two tone yeah red and red and blue lizard. Um, he's holding like well, a no is it is it I think it might be red but it's then oh the blue's coming OSL, off of the sword yeah OSL from the sword and the glowing blue eyes yes yeah, so the the sword that he's holding up is like a cold blue flame which is awesome. Uh, I just love... I think this is a fantastic piece. Um, Look at you going for all the crazy high-end, high-technical painting. And I've gone for crazy symbiote conversions. Well, I'm super jealous. Uh, I'm super jealous of this te- are, highly technical painting. This is painting. awesome. Yeah, I, I love Dragonborns. So this was, this was instantly something I was drawn to. Um, yeah. Sonathar kicks... If that's uh, if that's your character in D anD D, you fucking rule. Yeah, so cool. Like the sword hill is is awesome. So cool. Like very technically detailed. Like uh, it's like a bastard sword. It's absolutely amazing. Great double handed heel. Uh, like huge great pommel on it. Like would be needed for a sword yeah. that size. And this and then like heavy. Non-metallic metal armor, like full armor, full plate mail. Uh, it's great, absolutely awesome. Piece. This person's entire um, profile is like just full of busts and uh, cool, like little D and D characters and things like that. Like oh, a little um, mimic. Yeah, there's a little mimic uh, that they painted Amazing. up. Looks super cool. Um, busts of various comic book characters. Uh, here's one where they painted uh, Jason's mask. From Friday the Thirteenth, like this kind of stuff is just fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're you're doing this for the sake of painting. Like it's not for any game or anything. So it's just like your you know your love of painting, which is what's going on here. Oh, oh, I can't wait to see this. That's fucking rad. It's a set of um, plastic figures that are different characters from the original Halloween. So there's like a young Michael. There's Michael when he's the the ghost um, pretending to be the dude's uh, the girl's boyfriend. There's the station wagon that he stole. There's uh, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, young Michael. Uh, sheriff, the sheriff. <laughs> Judith Myers gravestone. Yeah, Judith Myers gravestone that he leaves on the bed. There's the pumpkin with the like dug out piece of his nose. There's like Michael's house. Um, Sheriff Brackett. Uh, yeah, this is fucking rad. That's a very cool set. So I can't mm. wait to see. I can't wait to see that. I'm ready. I'm ready to see all this sweet Halloween goodness that he comes up with. He, he, or she? They, they, they. come up with. Yep, and I want to see more of this one. This one is it's a it's a centaur. Yeah, and I, it's not a full picture, but I want to see the centaur. <laughs> Show me the centaur. Yeah, non-metallic metal whip. Yeah, great. Rad. Rad shit. So that's that's my final uh, picture from Shape Miniatures. Oh. Yeah, so look out awesome. for those. We'll have them posted on our uh, on our Instagram soon. Yeah. Wow. Man, you picked some high-level painting there. It's because I'm well jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I am so jealous of that level of technical painting. Um and you can just see, like, it's it's not done for anything but love of painting. That's fucking fantastic. That's that's hobby. That's hobby hero. That's hobby hero. Uh, so, yeah. Um, 
what do you want to say to the people, Grant? Is, is there anything that you um, you want to close the show with? Any final thoughts for the night? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Grant doesn't have any final thoughts. Um, so I, so much for uh, recording more often for shorter episodes. I guess we're we're at <laughs> one hour and fifty three minutes right now. I'll probably edit that down a little bit, but yeah, for the most part. We've uh, just kind of rambled for two hours. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm going to paint this here taco truck and get it ready for us to uh, show it off on a, on a YouTube channel that will hopefully be coming soon. Ooh. That's cool. I'm, I do the editing so that Grant runs all the social media because I don't want to keep up with that shit. Oh, I want to do some shout outs. <laughs> I want to do some shout outs real fast. Uh, first things first, uh, I've, I've ordered a lot of bits and pieces from eBay and, and, uh, stores and things like that recently. Um, so I'm going to give some shout outs to some people that I've ordered from. Uh, first thing we got grab bags of dice from a place called Cobalt Crafts. Uh, our friend Jay, who we play D and D with got us, uh, some mystery bags, uh, sets. So Cobalt Crafts, uh, that's crafts with a K. Thank you very much for, uh, for all those mystery bags. Awesome dice. Um, yeah, I used them to great effect for murdering Jay yeah, with the Nothic. God, you fucking did. Never give a DM a new set of dice. Never give a DM a new set of dice. Uh, board Game Extras. So that's uh, board, game, board Game Extras on Instagram. Uh, got some stuff from them. Uh, and they, it all came... It was... I think I ordered MCP minis from them. They were a little bit cheap. Uh, a little bit cheaper than, uh, than normal. And it's very fast delivery. Board Game Extras, you are fantastic. Uh, the Bald Orc on eBay. Uh, that's ebay.com or ebay.co.uk dot whatever. Uh, the Bald Orc with a C. Uh, ordered some Blood Bowl bits from this guy. They came in two days and they were super cheap. Uh, he wrote a um, he wrote a note in in there that said like thanks for ordering from me please you know leave a review that sort of thing and gave a really cool business card so the bald orc shout out to you you are fucking awesome uh finally bowandblade.co.uk um you can find them on facebook and twitter at bowandblade bowandblade games um i ordered the heresy um rulebook from them not only did they send the heresy rulebook they sent a set of templates they sent the the greatest toy that gw has ever produced the red whippy sticks and and sent along the um the directional dice and a dice with their company logo oh, cool. printed on it for free uh they sent a, a business card and then a handwritten note you can hear right there uh it says you know Thank you for, uh, oh, here it is. Hi, Curtis. Thank you for your, your order. I hope you love the book. Please check out my website to see my full range of hobby supplies like paints, tools, and scenics. Please stay safe. All the best, Chris. And it's uh, got, you know, like a, on a nice little letterheaded bit, letterhead bit of paint, uh, bit of paper. So I think that stuff like that where someone goes over and above to like thank someone like that is fucking awesome. When I was working at, um, when I was working at the comic book shop, everyone that ordered like a high priced book and stuff like that, I would always write like a letter on there, like, like a little like signature, just, thing, just le- thanking them. Leaning on the book, lowering its value. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pressing, pressing as hard as I could on the comic. Um, but no, like, like a little personalized note saying, you know, 
if it was like Superman, it would say like up, up and away, and then you know something like that. Like it was always just something you can do to like build rapport. Such a nerd. Totally. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Bow and Blade games, fucking awesome. Uh, board game extras, fucking awesome. The Bald Orc, uh, fucking awesome. Killer, killer stuff. Thank you very much for your services. Uh, and thank you very much for helping me to continue to buy plastic soldiers. So, because what else are we going to talk about? What the fuck else are we going to talk about? Grant, you want to come to a wrestling show with me? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, cool. Then we can talk about wrestling. All right, winner. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, I guess we're done. Yeah. So, tell them the good news, Grant. We love you. We love. I remembered. You remembered. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can find our Facebook fan page at Throw and Dice Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Throw and Dice Pod. You can follow our personal Instagrams at LDestructo83 and Arch underscore Magos. You can email us with questions or comments at throwanddicepod at gmail.com. And thank you so much for our ripping theme song to riff your pod on Instagram and Bandcamp. One last thing. Keep safe. Keep it happy. Keep sharing the hobby love and keep throwing dice. dice.